where are the low value men? Like, what are what are all the low value men up to during these trying times? Because the high value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right. I haven't seen. I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to an all new episode of Low Value Mail on this Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Still don't know which one. Uh, but we'll figure it out. One day we will eventually uh, figure it out. It's We got episode 66 of Low Value Mail, and boy, am I excited for this one. Joining us today, we have Matt Landman. Matt uh, is a filmmaker that has gained recognition as a leader in 5G and geoengineering chemtrail awareness activism. Because, you know, we have a lot of people. We've been getting some some cool guests, and th- this is the one where I go, I want to get someone to just finally set set me straight, uh, or at least, you know, let's, let's hear the argument for the chemtrail stuff, right? So uh, he, he presents unprecedented view-changing information directly from official documentation and accepted Research. He created the social change documentary Franken Skies, bringing awareness to ongoing atmospheric aerosol injections, chemtrails, weather modification programs, and geoengineering. And he's a regular on a little show called Coast to Coast AM, uh, which I was just talking to him. He was on last night, if you if you were able to catch him. And he is here for you and us uh, today. So we're going to bring him on shortly. Just got to get a little, little housekeeping out of the way, as always. So before anything, uh, please uh, like, subscribe, leave a review, a rating, whatever, all, all that stuff. Um, and we're doing the new after show format. So we, we had, uh, did we have a show last week? Yeah, we had a show last week. And then the after show got actually oddly cut off, like right during the intermission between the main show and the after show, because it was all in one stream. It got I, I don't know what happened. Streamlabs just crashed. So then I had to make a new um, after show. But then I got all these copyright things that blocked the whole stream for like three days. So for people to rewatch it. So I think the move here and what I'm going to be doing is the after show is still public, but it's going to be on a separate uh, link. So immediately after this ends, I will fire up the other uh, the other stream. So you can just hop on over there and... It'll be uh, a public stream, and then we'll be starting at 11 p.m. As always, sign up uh, if you want to become a supporter of the show. You get all sorts of stuff. You get to be a mod for the after show, which gives you a little blue wrench. If you see people who have blue wrenches, uh, that means they are supporters of the show. Uh, It allows allows you to post links to the videos that we're going to watch that will inevitably get the uh, stream copyright uh, claimed and potentially taken down. Uh, you get a special call-in number, you, uh, you know, priority on reading comments and stuff like that. And uh, also, this is a recent thing. So um, if you were an audio listener, the show now has ads 
I'm sure if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, there, there's not a lot of ads, but there's like a couple ads. If you want an ad-free experience, ad-free audio experience now, uh, I will also be providing that uh, for the show. If you just sign up, it's as little as five bucks a month. Also, I found out today that the 800 number that I got for the Scroats via Zoom, which has been literally a nightmare in my life dealing with Zoom, maybe the worst customer service on the face of the earth. Anyways, the 800 number that I thought was, uh, I thought I was real, sh- real sharp getting that 800 number. I was like, yeah, this thing's only 20 bucks a month. It's way more than that. It's, it's well over a hundred dollars a month. So if you want to support the show, that'd be cool. If not, whatever, I don't, I don't even care anymore. Um, tomorrow night, we might not have a bathhouse. We might have a bathhouse. We might not have a bathhouse. There was no bathhouse last week due to act of God, uh, the the capture card broke good stuff good good stuff but anyways there might not be a show there might be a show tomorrow night but dave Chappelle also may, might be at the stand tomorrow night so there might not be a show at which point it might be on thursday and it also might not i don't know uh this is the kind of this is the kind of tight ship i run and then if you live near poughkeepsie new york july 7th i'll be headlining at uh laugh it up uh poughkeepsie and next week, we are going to be joined by Isaac Weishaupt. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, that is going to be our guest uh, next week. And then the following week after that, we're going to have Sam Tripoli. So uh, we got we got some fun ones lined up in the hopper, ready to go. Without further ado, uh, I'm going to I'm going to bring on our guest, and uh, we are going to get this this parte um, parte starte. Duh. Uh, hold on a second, everybody. Uh, hold on. It does not have to look at my horrible. Hey, uh, what's up, Matt? One second. Okay. Sorry, got to do everything myself as always. And no, that didn't work. Hold on, sorry, Matt. One second, please. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Okay, there we go. Matt Landman, can you hear me, sir? Hello, hello. Hey, welcome to Low Value Mail. Uh, uh, I appreciate you joining us on this uh, Tuesday night. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. So uh, I, I gave people a little bit of your, your bio. You're, you are a, uh, a filmmaker. Uh, is, that, is that what you kind of, uh, your, your background is in filmmaking? my background like as a person or as no just like pro- 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 <laughs> professionally like like did you go um to school for, for filmmaking stuff like that i did i did go to school so i went to school i'm from virginia I went to virginia tech and i got a, a bachelor's degree in marketing management like a business degree okay then i went to um cal state and got a um master's in business and um when i was going there i went to film school as well i'm a business dude you know, I've, I've had like 40 different jobs and generally they've been business oriented, but I did get the film degree and I did make the documentary and now I'm an activist. Cool. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm trying to think of the best uh, first question here, I guess. Tell us. So you're obviously a big proponent of uh, I guess. Tell people what exactly uh, are chemtrails. Chemtrails are aerosolized components generally metallics so generally aluminum or barium strontium aluminized um aerosolized aluminum or aerosolized metallics that are sprayed from airplanes 
and they resemble persistent linear cirrus clouds out of the back of the engines of jets, um, often misunderstood as contrails, condensation trails. Okay, and so, and, and now do they come from separate, like are they coming from separate planes or is that just like whenever we see any of that in the air, those are chemtrails always? Or are there, is there a distinction between the two? So where I live in Ashland, Oregon, which is um, basically Northern California, it's like 10 miles north of the California border. Where I live, there's an airport, an international airport just north of me. And all the planes that go into the international airport that are normal air traffic, they ain't never got nothing coming out the back ever, ever, ever. No matter how high up they go and whatever they do, there's nothing coming out the back. But the planes that don't go towards the airport that are going towards some anonymous location, you know, I don't even know what, 50 miles over there or something. Those planes, which I think are drones, and and like, you know, you ask that question, I don't know everything, like I can't, you know, say, but generally speaking, the commercial jets are not spraying. Some people say they do, but I mean, who's to say that it's not, something disguised as like, you know, who's to say a plane doesn't have a FedEx logo on it and it's spraying, you know, I'm not up there. But generally speaking, what I witness are unmarked drones, unmanned, unmarked drones doing the spraying. And then the commercial jets have what are called high bypass turbofan jet engines. And we could talk about these engines. We could talk about them for an hour, you know, we could talk about these engines for a minute. But what they are, are they're pushing air over the uh, wing and it's not hot. Like that's the big misconception is that it's really superheated air making those trails. It's not hot air. And then um, you don't have what people think are contrails. So anything, anytime you see a line coming out of the engines, there's something being uh, sprayed up there. That's so it's a, like, essentially some sort of metal, like a, a... well, that, that's it. That, it's not necessarily metal sometimes it's um lithium which is i guess that's not really a metal and then there's other things like they'll they'll experiment with different things but generally speaking it's uh, it's metal which they can use to heat so here's the deal you remember growing up when you were flipping through and you see the weather channel and there's like h's and l's that that's moving around the weather those are you know what i mean yeah h's and l's the h's and l's are high and low pressure so low pressure is like air dropping and the H's are air going up like hot air. And so to control the weather, they have realized that they can make those H's by spraying um, metallics and then superheating them with microwaves, basically uh, ground-based stations that intersect microwaves in the atmosphere. It started off as this antenna array called HARP, but now it's they're not just in Alaska. Now they're all over the world and they're making high pressure systems by spraying aluminum in the air, basically, and then superheating it with microwaves. And the purpose is for like literally controlling the weather, control the weather. Yeah. OK, so if you watch my documentary, Franken Skies, um, it starts off in 1920s and it, it goes to the whole chronological timeline. And by the time you get to the 60s and Lyndon B. Johnson, he's literally grinding his teeth, bro. And he says, control the weather, control the world. And his eyes are all beady. And then like JFK gets capped like a year later and he takes over the world and they control the weather, control the world. Ever since then, 
So yeah, that's the main shtick. But chemtrails is not just limited to that because different things can be sprayed. Um, like in my movie, Franken Skies, in the late 70s, this reporter did this whole investigation and uncovered that um, radioactive zinc, cadmium sulfide was sprayed in the ghettos of St. Louis to see how many kids would get cancer. You know, just experiment on the people because it's, it's just gen general experimenting. Yeah, general experimenting. So we think every time we see the lines in the sky, oh, that's just the planes. So then therefore they can get away with just about effing anything because they can throw those lines up there. And yeah. We don't think anything of it. So they can put anything really. And, and I mean, we know that with like, yeah, like we know geoengineering is obviously a real thing. Like there's lots of governments that do it even admit to oh, they're admitting it. it now yeah yeah they're they're admitting it now i remember during the i think the beijing olympics that was one thing because they had so much smog and they were like seeding clouds uh to, to basically like um you know clear up the smog because it was just, like such a smoggy city and they just didn't want that while people were around yeah that actually happened that was yeah. public knowledge you know so there's tidbits in the mainstream where they're like oh dubai made lightning and made it rain and China, but the blah, blah, and we made it rain during Vietnam, you know, but they never say anything like a local and current because if they did, we'd start to scratch our heads and be like, why don't you make it rain on forest fighters? Why don't you dissipate this hurricane? Why don't you make it rain on these drought stricken farms? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? What are you guys doing? You're actually right. being evil. You're being evil with your tool belt. Yeah. You know? And who and so who 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 is is these are just governments essentially who who is the day everyone okay who is so, they yeah famous Kanye you know, so that's, uh, that's uh, how many times am I gonna get asked that one okay, people, <laughs> I'm sorry not to be rude so people want to know especially with a topic like this people want to know the who what why where when how and I think it's mainly because they don't want to sound dumb when their friends start asking questions about it so they can't convey the, the message unless they know all the answers. The they is a very deep level question. So I'd have to sit. The, so here's the real answer to the they. First, you have to know who you're speaking to. Okay. Um, am I speaking to my grandmother? Am I speaking to, you know, whoever? And then you got to meet them where they're at. And the they is so deep. It's the devil, bro. It's the <laughs> devil, man. I mean, um, <clears throat> it's the Rothschilds. It's, it's whoever made the Federal Reserve. It's the new world order agenda 2030 agenda 2050 folks it's um you know um ben bernanke and sure. donald trump and, <laughs> it's, just, and, it's uh, just it's just all of them i guess yeah bill gates okay. bill gates bro bill, bill gates. gates actually it's bill gates yeah how did you get it so how'd you get into this so let me further answer the who sure so Na nasa nasa i just looked it up their daily budget anybody Anybody on the daily budget of NASA, $88 million per day. I was going to guess 100, actually. Ooh, oh, well done. So per day, <laughs> bro, per freaking day. And they're always like, we need more money. It's like because their budget was like $40 million a day when I was giving these presentations a few years ago, dude. And I was that's a big number for me. And now it's yeah. double that. So they have a chemtrail program called CARE, C-A-R-E. And they don't really care. Um, and it stands for Charged Aerosol Release Experiment. And they spray aluminum, barium, and strontium, and they make noctilucent clouds, quote unquote. And they use the atmosphere as a laboratory, a quote from NASA. So the they can easily be like 
you know, it's NASA. You sure. Know? And what does NASA say that they're doing when they do that stuff? Uh, experimenting. Well, well, because or to what end, know, I guess, because because I'm sure they're not like, oh, we're trying to give everybody cancer. Right. Like they probably have some well, sort of explanation if, that if, if at this stage in the game, they'd be like, oh, uh, uh, geoengineering, because, you know, global warming, we got to save your ass. But like if you asked them that question five years ago, they'd probably be like, uh, uh. But right now, anybody could say, oh, geoengineering, because climate change is so bad and global warming is so bad that we have to dim the sun. Right. You know, by by making this layer greenhouse layer of aluminum which is the most and is that is that actually what uh they're purporting to do is they're trying to literally dim the sun so geoengineering is dimming the sun yes literally like um the matrix but not so bad you know what was the question that you asked just now before i i oh how did you get into how did you get into it but we can come back to that yeah that's a longer story yeah so (laughs) the the demean of they they say they want to increase the albedo a l b e d d o which is the reflectivity of the atmosphere by making an artificial cloud layer and bouncing some light back into space but anytime eyewitness chemtrails what it does is it traps heat you know, and it shreds the ozone and it makes things worse and not better. And it's the problem all the way. Like they claim, oh, we don't know why there's this, that and the other, but it's all geoengineering. It's all chemtrails. And then they say, oh, we got a solution. It's chemtrails geoengineering. It's like, come on, you can't give us the problem as a solution. We're not that dumb, are we? But maybe we are. I mean, some people are. are. Some people. Yeah. Um, how I got into yeah, it. Yeah, so how'd you get into um, it? So... <clears throat> So Matt Landman, me, I'm a normal ass dude. Like I just wanted to live in California and make movies ideally. Yeah. And I lived in Northern California. I got out of grad school and I got some like another office job, bro. It sucked. And then I finally just got this opportunity to work on an organic farm. Okay. And, and I, while working on the farm, um, like I knew only I dude, I didn't even know much. I didn't even know like, that inoculations were bad really i didn't even know that but i knew about gmo foods i knew a little bit about fluoride maybe i definitely knew about 9-11 because of documentaries that was what was really cool but i definitely had not even heard the word chemtrails bro and i was like 32 really and then yeah, you never even heard I, them just like kind of anecdotally just kind of no and i witnessed it firsthand i witnessed weather engineering while working on this farm i witnessed this whole storm get quelled and to keep this drought up and all like all these planes showed up and grid the sky and the the storm didn't drop any rain. And this is what the like, state the state of California was doing this at the time? Well, who was doing it? Well, I guess, like, are you saying you knew that they were, like, you saw it happening? Or are you, like, they I were actually... I witnessed something. I witnessed in a, in a place where there's no air traffic. I witnessed this big black storm cloud come off the ocean. We were about to get one week of rain. And then, like, 20 planes showed up and got all crazy with leaving lines and in and out of this storm cloud. And I thought I was going to be drenched out there harvesting pumpkins. And instead... It didn't rain and the storm just went over and I literally had no reference point. And then like a week later, my homie on the phone was like, yeah, chemtrails though. And I was like, what the heck, what the heck is that? And he's like, yo, you don't know about chemtrails? Go look it up. And then it, I, I put the pieces together, but I had no clue, but I witnessed it firsthand is the story. And then I realized that I did not have any clue and nobody had any clue. And everybody that I talked to was like, deer in the headlights, what are you talking about? And anybody who I did come across who had heard the word, all they knew that it was a crazy con- conspiracy and that you're, you know, conspiracy theory and that you're an idiot to think that they would be doing that. 
<clears throat> but what was really smart with the the they, the controllers of the dialogue, of the narrative, of the information, the they got everyone thinking that we thought that chemtrails were the government spraying us like bugs, like let's just exterminate the people. And that is such a outlandish thought that they would just be always spraying us with poison. But controlling the weather makes a lot more sense. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Controlling the weather makes a lot more sense than they're spraying us with raid because we're cockroaches, you know? Yeah. So then you start to you start to put the whole puzzle together and you're like, oh, it's a longer term agenda. We're the food supply. And oh, okay, I see it now, you know. But we were none the wiser and now it's becoming normalized that as you try to wake people up to like, oh well that yeah, they're doing it for good now. It's like finally you're looking up and now you're telling me it's a good thing, you know what I mean? Just the geoengineering and like the weather the weather stuff essentially. Well, the chemtrails right now, like if finally people will wake up to the chemtrails in the sky, they've normalized it so much to say that they're going to be doing the geoengineering, which is chemtrails. Yeah. So what is, is there so the, geoengineering that's not chemtrails? Um, well, it's it's a loose term because you can like geoengineer the ocean by like changing the um, you can like do ocean. Geo no, no. Geoengineering is changing the sky with spraying of particles to increase the reflectivity that's the overall terminology there's another geoengineering that has to do with the oceans but it's not really used and that's another confusion tactic the geoengineering that's that's used 99 percent of the time is this whole chemtrail shtick where they're gonna save us from our you know doings Sure. Which we exhale carbon. How many times have we exhaled during the show so far? Shame on you. You know what I'm saying? And so it's our fault. And then they, you know, guilt trip us. And they're like, yeah, and you eat burgers? Those cows fart. You know, shame on you again. We got to create 15-minute cities, new world order agenda, dim your sun with chemtrails to slow down the heating of the planet because you're all going to be underwater. Remember what Al Gore said. Yeah. Uh, and is this happening in, does America lead the way in chemtrails uh, or is other countries doing this as well? Lead the way. Um, it's been so bad in like Germany and the UK the whole time, but they're just a more concentrated, easier area. The U S is a big ass country with lots of microclimates and all this stuff. And they, you know, maybe they don't even need to spray Wyoming that much because it's not that much in a jet stream pattern or whatever they're, agenda is at the time you can't really get away from it in north america now but um does yeah basically u.s canada and and uk and europe lead the way oh, okay were they i'm actually from canada do you think that they was that had, had anything to do with the wildfires i saw someone drop that question but yeah i did the um i did a show last night coast to coast am and we talked about that this exact topic it was actually the topic of the to our long radio show we got callers and all that sort of stuff and talked about of the fires big time nice and yes yeah we're gonna we're gonna open the phone lines up in uh probably five minutes so uh oh, cool. pe people have questions uh we can we can definitely uh get you to them so i have a question from uh one of one of the supporters his name's maxime he says what are the limits of geoengineering rain can they make it rain non-stop in a region like the desert is it just like never-ending rain or is it still Okay, so in the desert, if there's like a completely blue, clear sky, um, I'm 
I'm upon the understanding that there's still moisture up there and they have technology now with lightning. They've had this for decades now where they can use lasers. I mean, sorry, with lasers, they can shoot lasers into the sky and make it freaking rain with it. How hardly anything up there. Can they make it rain for days? No. Can they steer a jet stream? So the, um, the weather is like this moving um, river. So the jet stream, as they call it, they also call it an atmospheric river. So in the atmosphere, there's like a layer of the atmosphere where it's like a flowing freaking river of moisture and it's always flowing. And so they, in the ionosphere. And so they bend this river and they'll like, like when Texas got hit with that crazy ice storm a couple of years ago, it was like yeah. bending the ionosphere to whip up to Canada and get cold and then comes slamming down. And so if you steered the jet stream properly to the desert, then yes. Okay. And was the, so b- back to the fires actually. So what is the, what is the relation there between uh, chemtrails and, and the forest fires in Canada? Or, or do you think it's, it's the government of Canada? So the relation is, is very much cause and effect. So for one, the lightning um, and all of the fires were caused by like geoengineered lightning storms or whatever, you know, that's probably yeah. how they got lit aside from maybe arsons or whatever. But what is chemtrails? It's patented fire accelerants. Aluminum, oxide, and barium salts are fire accelerants. These fire accelerants have been sprayed on our forests for decades, and now the trees are all um, crazy, fire crazy, easily, you know, and susceptible to drought and whatnot. But then also they spray and they shred the ozone because I've got a meter that shows even when they spray, the UV goes through the roof. And so the trees are getting fried, the tips of them are getting burned, whatever. But also they make wind on top of these fires when they could make rain. So the right. chemtrails contro- control the weather. And so with the chemtrails on these fires, they're actually making wind and exacerbating them and steering the freaking smoke to New York and then letting it just sit on New York and then having the whole world yeah, get I live all it. about it, right? Yeah, I live in New York. It, like, was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, and that's a problem reaction solution thing. So they give it the whole world this problem. And, and, like, and can they pinpoint the rain like that? Like if they go, there's a forest fire in eastern Canada, they could be like, we're gonna like, there's a way to actually, uh, like seed smoke? a rain yeah. cloud. No, seed a, a rain cloud like just over top of it, essentially to just put it out, like almost like a shower head or something. For sure, yes, they can. Like at that pinpoint, they're... and can they harness? Yeah. Are they able to harness energy? Um, from like, if you're saying that they can kind of essentially control lightning and whatnot, are they able to like harness energy in that way? I, I don't know what I'm talking well, about. I bet that's just... a great question. Actually. I've never, I, I appreciate the good question. And I would imagine, uh, um, heck yeah, there I've noticed that recently, just in the past few weeks that there's this normalization of crazy lightning storms, just even where I live where, and people say they've never seen anything like it. I think there's going to be a lot more yeah. fires this year and they're just going to blame the lightning. But no, they know how to precipitate. If you in my movie, they talk about precipitating lightning with lasers, so they can um, from the ground with a laser, they can um, get the lightning to go straight down and like um, wow. call it call it in. So yeah, they could freaking yeah, they could. Oh, okay. There's so much free energy out there. They just don't want anybody to know. About yeah. Um, so the phone, phone lines are open. If anybody wants to call in one, triple eight, nine, four, nine, two, nine, six, nine. Uh, one, just quick thing, Matt, when, when people call in, I'm going to patch them over to us. There's going to be about five seconds where you can't hear, uh, us just don't worry. And I have a caller right now. So one second, please. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's up? Thanks for calling low value mail. One second while I patch you through. Sweet. Yep. And all right, you're on with Matt 
Uh, who are we speaking with? Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on two things there. Uh, I wanted to go back to the harp. Um, you guys briefly touched on harp there. There's a video that is still in existence somehow, and it's called uh, Harp Holes in Heaven. It's a bit of a peculiar video because it's not uh, produced really professionally, but it actually features the creator of harp called Dr. Um, Dr. Eastland. I think his name is Brian Eastland. Awesome. I'll make note of that. And um, if you yeah, check me, that video yeah, out, you'll actually you'll get a great uh, understanding of what harp is capable of. They actually say a lot of stuff in that video that I can't believe they, they said out loud. It's a, it's an interesting video. Cool. We'll, we'll fire it up on the after show and we'll watch it. So caller, uh, that, that's interesting. And if you watch my movie, Frankenskies, there's this amazing clip. Surprised that I was able to um, come across it. So it's a congressional hearing. And they're literally talking about harp and they're like, we've done all the work we've done with it and we've passed it on to DARPA and DARPA's done the work with it. And now we're done with it and we're moving on to our other technology. So now they have like a more localized harp stations um, called Nextrad. And um, oh, say, yeah, yeah, Nextrad is more more localized. And I think it's doing similar to what harp did. And there's a lot more of them. And they're you know, yeah, there's like one said, in Australia, right? Oh, that one's, big one in that one's gnarly if you're talking about the one that's like this big sacred geometrical thing. And that one's huge. That's like a big harp antenna, right? But the next rads are, there's like, I mean, like a hundred scattered throughout the United States. And they look like these big um, golf ball kind of things. They'll call them Doppler radar. And they say that they're predicting the weather, right. but they're actually steering weather patterns and controlling the weather. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I live in Northern Ontario. And uh, I can tell you as an outdoor boy, we never saw those... Uh, hex patterns uh the the grid patterns as a kid that just wasn't there and now we see them and uh what are the grid like patterns people, the chemtrails you're saying yeah i think so because it wasn't a thing that we ever talked about or saw as kids and, and now we see them all the time and people say well you know what uh i can see these airplanes on my uh, my a lot of people have uh, optics like telescopes and and uh, all sorts of stuff and there, there doesn't seem to be any pods on the aircraft, but apparently what I've learned uh, is that they actually mix in these oxides with the fuel mixture, and that's and it actually comes out with the exhaust of the fuel, and it's not actually in these um, uh, visible pods that you would say, hey, what's that on a 777 airliner? You know what I mean? Have you, you ever like heard a, of that? Like a canister? You mean pods like a canister? Yeah, like a canister. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I was in the military for a few years. We, we called them pods, but yeah. Um, I What I've witnessed are like drones, um, and even NASA has a patent for uh, barium release rockets, and these things are just, are they're, they're full of it. There's there's no seats or anything like that. There's no, they're not even manned. Oh, okay. And what, what yeah. are the size okay, of cool. these? What are the size of these drones, Matt? They're pretty small. They're low to the ground, too. And then we look at them and we're like, oh, those must be really high up because they're so small. It's like, no, dude, they're so, bro. Um, and is, is is weather, like, is the geoengineering stuff and, like, they do that at a lower altitude or, or is it very, like, depending on what they're going for? 
Depends on what they're going for. Like, are they doing um, that stuff like above, like uh, high enough in the atmosphere where you know we can't even really see the planes? Like, is, is stuff going on like uh, at those levels of the atmosphere? No, it's relatively low, but it depends on where you're at and what they're trying to do. You know, if there's if you're somewhere in the jet stream where they need to work with it low, like on the coast, then I mean, you're all up in it. It just I've lived all over the place. I've lived in Sedona, Arizona. I've lived in Vancouver, Canada. Now I'm in, a, in a, another unique microclimate and it just depends on where you're at. Like in the desert, they have to lay it on thick and they do it up high and they got to like paint it on and layer it and paint it on because the, there's not much to work with with the really dry air. And they ruin those cobalt, cobalt blue, like beautiful desert skies, you know, and, and it actually wakes people up really easy because it's all in your face in the desert, you know, but um, everywhere's different, everywhere's different. But where I live... I'm on the um, mountain um, hillside, and they're really, really low compared to yeah, relative normal. Yeah, cool. Uh, cool. Anything else, caller? No, sorry, I, I was waiting for you to kick me off the line. I'm just feel like I'm a part of the talk. Right oh. now. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that's all I got. Oh, actually, um, I, I do want to say just quickly as a as a Canadian right now, it's it's actually almost mainstream now. It's not even conspiratorial to to say that these forest fires are almost hugely man-made i mean uh, the premier of alberta uh, danielle smith is launching 175 investigations right now they've already booked 30 or 40 people in the last couple of months for this and uh, uh, yeah. now there's uh, actual geo it's a I, I thought the picture was bullshit at the beginning but it's an actual uh legit nasa satellite that has all the quebec forest fires in 20 different areas starting at once and now we're finding out there's 200 pounds, uh, 200. There's a huge amount of ammonium nitrate that went missing from somewhere. And two, sorry, I've got it right here. CBC, 200 kilograms of commercial explosives were stolen from business in Regina uh, in May 15th. And they have no lead. So I, I'm not making a connection there, but I kind of am. So yeah, that's yeah. all I wanted to I mean, it, I mean, you almost yeah. hope that's, that was used for... Those fires, I mean, I'm sure that that could be a, a lot more, uh, a lot more nefarious uh, uses than that. But I, I have... there's something going on in Canada for sure that needs to be looked at. If we're going to be the rational, we we should certainly just say there's something happening in Canada regarding these forest fires that needs serious investigations, and we can leave it at that without even sounding conspiratorial. The National yeah. Post and CBC are, are are tackling it right now, and they're a bit and. Uh, end of the spectrum but they're both right legit so yeah 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 all right cool thanks for calling a call thanks buddy appreciate it yeah i think i said maybe last week or some other time but uh, i have a friend who who he works in forest uh firefighting in uh alberta canada uh, as a helicopter pilot and he told me he's like sometimes when the the fire season is not that active there some of the firefighters out there will legitimately go start fires just Work. Yeah, that is the thing. The, the fires are an industry. I live in the West and it's a whole thing. There's, I mean, to to grasp that people are waiting and they need that to feed their family. It's like a yeah. whole thing. And also they need to do kind of control burns and basically, exactly. you know, they got to yeah. make a big one too. So it's, it's, it's wild because um, in California um, and even politically. So check this out. Last election, right before the Trump Biden election, I guess um, Oregon is like a swing agenda, some sort of swing state. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. It's it's really blue, but because it's so blue, they torch themselves. We had like a hundred fires lit in the city of Portland, and then like another hundred lit up and down the state, and it was all in just a few days. And it's all arsonists. So yeah, you've got people that can all get hired to light fires, and then they basically get immunity because the the courts are controlled. So it's a pretty easy game when you can you know control the outcome and you know pitch the narrative and all that jazz yeah right yeah yeah so um you're a big uh 5g guy as well is that kind of your two how, how are the two things related by the way like how are like and or are they related yes so they are related um why did i get into the two is i learned about how messed up 5g is basically like I was working on my movie, Frankenskies, and I had a smart meter. I lived in uh, British Columbia. And to the Canadian listener, if you're still there, um, I interviewed uh, Bill Vanderzam in my movie, Frankenskies. It was great. I went out to his estate in Ladner, BC, and interviewed Bill Vanderzam, who was a hero uh, because he rolled back the HST. He was uh, um, like a governor of British Columbia. I think they call him. It was the premier. Premier. Yeah, premier. Yeah. Um, oh, you know about those weird. I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm from oh, Canada. You're Canadian. Where yeah. are you from? I'm from uh, Toronto, just outside of Toronto. But my brother lives in Victoria, so I spent a lot of time in Western Canada. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, Victoria and all that area is so. It's amazing. All those islands. Yeah, it's something yeah. else. I lived on the Sunshine Coast for a while. So, nice. so what was the question? The five G. The five G. Oh yeah. So I got. Geo- um, I was working on my movie in um, Sunshine Coast, Roberts Creek, uh, just a little cute little town. And little did I know, man, that I had a smart meter like five feet from me, bro. Like I'm sitting here doing my things, um, doing my radio shows and stuff, working on my movie. My what do you mean by sm- smart meter? Okay, yeah, do you, if you don't know. Like, like just for, for like electricity? Yeah, so this is a big conversation. So there's these meters, these utility meters that go on the side of your house and um the older versions are just this yeah they have like the pin in them yeah yeah and people come the meter guy comes and checks it and is like okay that's gonna be your bill this month well they got digital and what they do is they um wirelessly send your signal of how much electricity you've used um to like a station it can be even 30 miles away and so that technology came out and that was all cool because they were only asking for the data like once a month or whatever, but then they came out with these models that are f- completely ridiculous. So the ones in California, for instance, the one that was next to my bedroom when I was working and sleeping, it was emitting so much radiation all the time where it sends a signal to this hub every six or seven seconds, bro. And when I was laying there trying to sleep, it was like, it was like every two seconds it was like surging radiation and i was just like feeling it and i didn't even know i was just getting like electrically sensitive slowly but surely and after a few months of it i couldn't even hold my smartphone man like i don't even have a smartphone anymore because i get like heart palpitations from it because i'm sensitive now i became electrically sensitive while from the the from the smart meter yeah so i was just going to be the chemtrail dude but then while making my movie this is kind of ironic I guess I knew this story, but I never really painted the picture. So while making the movie, I became electronically, I mean, electro sensitive. And then I kind of just like put that on the shelf and kept doing the movie thing. But then everyone's talking about 5G all the time. 
So I started looking into it and nobody was really a 5G activist like in that space. And just like how the chemtrails, when I looked into that and there was like not a good enough movie. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a movie that really explains that I can hand to my friends in DC that are like working for like Northrop Grumman or whatever, Booz Allen Hamilton, whatever these fucking corporate jobs that my old friends have. They're not gonna listen to me or do the research. You gotta hand them a decent documentary for them to look into something like this. So I wanted to make that for Franken Skies. So for 5G, I wanted to do something similar. And then I realized I could protect people and I came out with a silver clothing line to um, mitigate the harms of it and turn that into to my Yeah, I was looking career. at that last night. So, so you essentially, you have a clothing line uh, called Spiro, I believe? Yeah, it's doing really well. I'm leading the industry globally. There's like a dozen companies. And how do you get silver into clothes? It's silver is what yeah. it is? Yeah, so it's a technology that only exists in Japan, Korea, and China. And the manufacturing process is as follows. You get, Sorry, I've just told the story a lot. So this is how they make it. They get these microfilaments of nylon. So nylon is like this little bendable plasticky. So they get these little strings, threads of nylon, like really thin thread of nylon, um, like fishing line, um, but really, really thin. And then they coat it, they dip it in Nevada silver. And so it's coated in silver, 100% silver. And then they, and then they have a thread of freaking silver. That's all silver on the outside, but it's kind of pliable. I mean, but no, it's soft and pliable. And then they weave that into a fabric. And so okay. it's like super, um, dense, like you, there's no, you can't see through it. It's like a dense silver fabric. And so it's commonplace in China. I couldn't get, I went over there and I've talked to people and a lot of people say yes. And you can't get a straight answer. A lot of people say that it's the law that you have to wear these silver maternity aprons when you're pregnant because the Chinese government communists, they don't want you to have a defective baby because they're you know, yeah. communist and they help take the, and they their health care, you know, they, yeah, they, they need take people care of their too. people. So it's really popular over there and they have maternity stuff and um, hats and whatever, men's underwear and whatnot. And so I realized I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I thought I was reinventing the wheel, but when I realized that they were already doing it, I was like, oh, this can actually happen. So yeah. I make a bunch uh, so, of stuff. Sorry, yeah. we got a caller. Hold on one second, please. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey. Hey, one second while we patch you through to Matt. Who am I speaking with? Sam, San Diego. Sam in San Diego. All right, you are on with Matt. Go ahead. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Hello. Good yourself. Thanks for uh, coming on with the old scrote. Um, I was wondering if you've ever talked to like a pilot who believes in chemtrails. There's like, are there any pilots who actually admit to spreading chemtrails? Um, not, no, no, there's no pilots that come forward about it. I'm pretty sure now at this stage in it, it's all drones, it's all automated. You know, I don't think, um, I've had people want to come forward about working at the bases but then they're like, I'm, I'm not going to risk my freaking life. But I've had people want to come forward that, that load the chemicals onto drones, you know. But I don't think there's manned crafts. I think it's all drones. And I mean, like. But it must have I, once been manned, right? Uh, at one point. Yeah. At one point, I, I, w I believe that they were manned. 
and these people are not coming forward. And then why? Because they're on a need to know basis. They think that they're saving the world and they, um, there's another, there's another reason, but they, they don't, they don't know enough. They, and they think that they're doing a good thing. And like, I don't think whistleblowers No. So the answer is no, but like, it's, it's, you would think, right. You would think that such a big program that wouldn't somebody want to come forward and get the truth out there. I've, I've analyzed that a lot and it's like, I cannot promise anybody any sort of safety and every freaking buddy knows that whistleblowers get killed man it's we don't live in a world anymore where it's just like oh come on over here for being you know having integrity it's like people when they come forward like i mean i don't know how deep in the conspiracy world anybody is but like anytime anybody comes to, to the listener i mean i don't know where you're at but it's like i've looked into like these people who make um, cars that can run on water. Every time somebody makes a car run on water, even this dude in Buffalo, they the, the Buffalo um, engine maker, they like did a whole false flag, like public shooting and killed him. It seemed to be like a public sacrifice even. Like they do that not- That was the, to- the shooting at the tops at the market? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so- what I mean is like, not only do people not come out with engines that run on water or anything like that, but like whistleblowers do not, you know, like, what are they going to do? Come to me. And like, they're by the time they've even come to me, I don't know. You know, I don't know why it, it hasn't gotten out, but there's a lot of things that don't get out and they've been really able to keep the lid on this one and hats off to them. There's, you know, supposed whistleblowers, but but sometimes I've analyzed them deeply and I think that they're actually just CIA agents holding that space because they are actually like, and if anybody else wants to blow the whistle, come on over here, I'll, get, I'll keep you safe. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really keep to my um, gut instincts and I cultivate my gut instinct and I really try to, you know, keep my game tight with who's who and everything like that. And doesn't seem like anybody's really come forward. Ted Gunderson, Ted Gunderson. Actually, the answer to your question is Ted Gunderson. God bless him. And he's easily Googled and he's in my movie. Um, rest in peace. Ted Gunderson. He was an FBI chief of Dallas and Los Angeles and some other city. And he's easily looked up. He's all over the web. And he came out talking about chemtrails. He was describing the planes and that was when they were manned. And he was um, very vocal about it. He also started talking about child, he was talking about child trafficking um, and he was killed. Really? His heart, ex- his heart exploded. He had a heart attack, but it was oh. not a heart attack. Heart <laughs> ex- he, had a, he had a CIA heart attack gun thing. It seemed, I mean, he was really loud and then his heart exploded. Yeah. But yeah. Like, like, like the, the timing of it was uh, suspicious is what you're saying. Yeah. I think everyone knows that he was killed, but um, maybe that's worth looking into. You know, it's like, it's like Bill Cooper, you know, and I don't know. I don't know who Bill Cooper is. If oh, are. he wrote uh, behold a pale horse and he got, he spoke, he spoke too much and then he died and there's people that get too loud and then they die because for one, and I've analyzed this too, these people that are on the inside, they've already like sold their soul. You know, they know that if they blow the whistle, that 
their karma, like that there's no, they, they, the powers that be will not blink, you know, they will totally snuff, snuff your freaking life and your families too. And they know it because they've already sold their soul. The people that live righteous existences and try to spread truth and they're not like the whistleblowers, you know, and they're just doing it. I, I don't, I think that they're in this weird cosmic world we live in. I think that the righteous activist is in a sense kind of protected in a way but the whistleblower like what i'm saying is whistleblowers already sold their soul they can't step forward unless it's a death wish yeah all right Uh, anything else caller so with that have you had any like active threats from mainstream scientists or anything you know calling you crazy um no but i mean my i've i've had a lot i'm i've my journey has been wild so in 2018 um so in 2016 i held a the first annual global chemtrail summit in vancouver canada packed the house and it was huge big come together of activists and whatnot next year we did it in portland and i released uh franken skies the movie next year in 2018 with this big conference in tucson arizona to go up against bill gates who's doing this experiment down there to dim the sun with aluminum um pretending like it had never been done before but there was to be this experiment and we actually stopped them it was a huge success but at my conference this dude came and and totally um tried to fight me and made his whole scene why did he try was he like a rival uh like who's he was like a uh, provocateur so he was like this huge biker looking dude and he's like while i'm giving my presentation he's like yelling and waving his hands in the back but then when i was done and everyone's coming up trying to talk to me. He's like bumping old ladies and screaming. And he just kept screaming over and over. He's a global shell. He's a global <laughs> shell. And then the whole thing got interrupted. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. He's just yelling. Sounds like Alex guy. Stein. And so he had this big styrofoam cup. <laughs> he had this huge styrofoam cup in his hand, right? And he's just waving it in my face. And he wouldn't let up. Like the whole conference got interrupted by this guy. And I'm like, what do I do? Call security. What are we going to do with this guy? And then I'm like, dude, you want to take this outside or something? You're ruining my conference. Like, like you know, screw you. And I, I, I did not lay a hand on this guy, but I whacked the empty styrofoam cup out of his hand. So then finally the police come. I call the police. The police come. And they're like, um, are you Matt Landman? I go, yes. I called you. Thank you. For, and they're like, you're under arrest. Really? <laughs> like, oh my no. God. What? I might get, I might get out of here for assault. I got arrested for assault. For knocking the cup out of his hand? Yeah. For knocking the cup out of my hand, his hand. And then, um, he got his charge. He got charged with, um, disturbing the peace. And do you and know I who he go. is? Like, did you find out? No, I had no idea. And I'm pretty positive. He was hired. He was cool as a cucumber when he went to court and he just like, he didn't give a Dude, he was hired. He was hired. Like, he was hired. So my long story is kind of, that was a shit show. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like it. Can I curse? <laughs> All right. Thanks, caller. Thanks, Can I curse on this show? What's that? Bikers? Can I say curse? Oh, can you, can you curse? Yeah, absolutely. You can say okay, whatever cool. the fuck you want. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Go, go nuts. Sure. Go nuts. Go nuts. We're just, we're on YouTube and Rumble and, uh, all that cool. stuff. So it's you do not need to censor yourself. Uh, all right, we got another caller. Uh, one moment, please. Hello, thank you for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's just uh, another pesky globalist. Another pesky globalist. Uh, well, you are on with Matt. Uh, go ahead. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Um, 
so all this talk of uh, like you know uh, weather control and with the previous caller talking about things to like you know false flags and prov- provocating all this stuff and then trying to dissuade people like the general public being interested interest interested in looking into this stuff but so me and Danny we were both Jewish and I'm I I've yet to get a memo for the uh, for the upcoming weather <laughs> I don't know about Danny no and no, uh, I'm still I'm still waiting for the keys and the uh, login code for my spice laser because you know that's my thing but uh, but my actual question for Matt is you there is have you ever been tried to have your uh, character defamed as being somewhat anti-Semitic for even implicating that weather is being controlled. Not even having mentioned anything about anyone being Jewish in charge of any of these programs. Like You're almost like people just kind of instantly trying to dismiss you. I could see like, people doing that too. Yeah. I, mean, I don't recall being called anti-Semitic. I mean, honestly, I've experienced everything so i just um and not that that rings a bell but i mean like you name it and people try to provoke me into getting into this like public dialogue so like on facebook i've got seventy thousand followers right and people want to provoke me into like getting myself banned or bringing into this this debate this dialogue or um you know but not not so much that. But that is something they like to throw at people to make them completely like. I mean, if I've had it thrown at me, and I went to Hebrew school for nine years. Right. It's once like the, once once you're thrown under the bus in that regard, it's like it's hard to pick yourself back up. But but they've said. I mean, people throw everything at me, and I just I just completely I give it no energy, like nothing. Like yeah. I completely don't even like give them the time of day because that's that's, probably, that's the way to do it generally. To be honest, that, that's kind of what you just got to do is just ignore it. It, it, it almost always passes. Um, anything else, caller? Uh, yeah, I did have one other thing. So most, uh, when you're talking about stuff like geoengineering, um, have you are you familiar with all of the fantasy uh, geoengineering projects that were put in plan by uh, that were written down as plans by the the Nazis? especially like in the years building up to the war, like for instance, they wanted to uh, build a dam across the Strait of Gibraltar and drain the Mediterranean and turn it into farmland and part like partially, what is it like flood the Sahara? They wanted to, and all these people who were working in these projects basically ended up on councils for like the UN. Are you, do you have any familiarity with such kind of things? That's really cool and very fascinating because, you know, that's really cool. I'm going to have to make note of that. Um, Nazis, <laughs> something. I don't yeah, know. the thing I was talking, the thing well, with the uh, Project Paperclip. In the med- yeah. So, oh, go ahead. So, no, and, and I please want to hear what you have to say, but that makes sense because they are Nazis. This is what's going on and what's happening. And this is a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. So it's like, like I said before, it depends on who your audience is with who are the they, right? And who are the they is we did not even finish World War II. Like it never ended. 
is the they. And we got psychologically tricked into this psychological war. And then this whole Operation Paperclip, they brought over all these scientists and we're like, oh, we're going to make NASA. First of all, those that know NASA's BS and, and has a chemtrail program. So they brought over all these, you know, n Nazi war criminals. They made MK Ultra. They made NASA, which is the chemtrail program. And there it is. Boom. Like, yeah, they took those ideas and they went global with it and they took over the world. They're taking over the world, including the United States. And it's all really, it's, it ends up being a transhumanism agenda which it gets complex but it's like if you can engineer the climate in certain regions and tell people they got to get pushed into smart cities and then get them adapting and adopting these certain um, narratives you know and get them to become like robotic and spray these certain aluminum in them and they're more um, conductive or whatever it's like it all it all kind of lines up with this weird takeover of humanity but that's what the nazis wanted they wanted to rule everything so um thanks i mean that. i mean with the nazis it's not even just paperclip and Werner von Braun and nasa i mean the first deputy directors of the un and nato and the whoever was like the chief magistrate of the nuremberg trials all of them were actual nazis from Wehrmacht and ss but they got public roles oh yeah i did with the 5g thing i don't know if you ever heard this they say that um, they've confirmed that within a lot of the vaccines recently given that there's graphene and they're saying that they believe that they're going to like try and super activate all the 5G at once to like basically like you're, if you ever run a magnet of iron filing, they're saying that they're going to try and do that once in all. Like, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. All right. Thanks, Colin. Um, yeah, so the, the the graphing, is there any uh, truth to that related to the 5G? So, um, I don't know, you know, and there's there's so much I've witnessed. There's such a divide and conquer um, scheme going narrative where there's the CIA does get involved with these conspiracy theories and then this it's wild what they can do man like the chemtrail narrative was controlled to make everybody think that all chemtrails meant was the government was spraying us and killing us and that was so easily dismissed whereas they're making it rain if you would just watch and you know on the edge of a weather pattern here they show up and grid the sky people would start to you know think for themselves i don't know about the graphene in the you know the stuff that surfaces what I think about the jab is this, it's gene therapy. They're getting people to line up and repeatedly come in and repeatedly get these gene alterations. That's why you have to keep getting the boosters. Like the first one hardly even sticks, you know? So they're altering people's genetics that I do know. Yeah. And to what, to what end, you know, that's a weird slippery slope when you start to, to do that. Is there um, graphing in it? How does that play with the 5G? I think that everything comes with like a, a level of consent. So it's like, yeah, maybe there is a little metal in the jab and there's metal in the chemtrails and all that sort of stuff. But we have to line up and get the chip in our heads and be like, yeah, I want to be robots before we really flip. They flip the switch on us. Like, I don't think some innocent grandma who got coerced into getting a couple of these shots 
can get turned into a zombie when they flip on the 5G for real or get herself terminated or whatever. I think that some of that, and, and with all due respect, yeah. caller, with all due respect, I think some of that is conspiracy theory gone wild to make us look a certain way. So anytime a narrative comes- Essentially comes disinformation. Plate, yeah, essentially. You know, yeah. all sorts of stories and narratives come across my plate, you know, and each one I think about, well, how would this look if I, you know, presented it to a random person at the farmer's market, you know, would they put me in a box or, or what? And sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction, but sometimes the truth is just fiction. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, could you, a question I, I think a lot of people often have with people who are, you know, considered conspiracy theorists is, is there something that could come out that could change your mind about all of this where you go, like, is, th would, is there a smoking gun one way or another in any of this stuff? Um, you, you know what I mean? That you could see. Regarding you know, chemtrails or what? Regarding chemtrails or 5G. Uh, um, well, I mean, chemtrails takes just deep uh, research. And then when you do the research, you watch Franken Skies and you, you know, observation, you look at the sky, you can come to the conclusion that it's it's happening. Like, there's not really like um, some aha smoking gun, like aliens showing up on our Got, doorstep, yeah. you know, which is BS anyways. But for then the 5G, like, I don't know what you mean by that, but that takes a little research too. So 5G is, um, they're utilizing a carrier wave. So information, to back up, information wirelessly gets carried around on these waves. And these waves have different sizes. It's light, but they're carrying information on yeah, light, light that right? we can't yeah. see. Yeah, different frequencies. And so now the 5G is this super small frequency that absorbs into things that it hits, including our skin and stuff. And like the 4G, the Wi-Fi, that stuff was going through us, you know? Like you can get a signal of Wi-Fi through brick. But the 5G, when it's really implemented and it's measured in millimeters, it's so small that it absorbs and everything it hits, including people. So we're getting, we're getting like super radiated and they're thinking that also I'm thinking that it'll mess up people's reproductive organs. So like people that are born and raised, people that are conceived, born and raised in a 5G environment will likely not be able to procreate. And then they can really push this whole transhumanism, transfer your consciousness, live forever, become a cyborg, you know. Isn't that everybody though? Like with the five, like 5G's, you're pretty ubiquitous. I, I mean, I imagine maybe some like developing nations or something, but for the most part, like where you live, are there not 5G towers around you? Um, no, not where I live. Oh, and not where you live. Well, radiation is really uh, distance is your friend and shielding. You know, you can shield yourself, but it's like if you're walking around with a 5G phone in your pocket, then yeah, but not everyone's doing that. But right, most, but but won't that be? But won't that be the norm? Like, won't at some point, won't it be literally every person has a 5G phone? Well, I mean, 90 99%, yeah, there's going to be people that buck the system, but they're going to make a digital currency and everyone's going to have to have the like updated QR code thing on their phone. And that maybe QR code will be uh, tattooed on their wrist too. I don't freaking know, but like, yeah, everyone's going to have to have the the beast to, to but, function. And but so you're just saying that that'll sterile, that'll essentially just sterilize. Because I imagine if you live anywhere densely populated, like I'm in New York City, you're just like, the, 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 there's really no way to protect yourself. Because I imagine even, uh, 
you know, if you were to go get like a, a not smartphone or whatever, like that only provides you. I guess you could protect yourself to a degree. Well, there's not really any option anymore. I used to have the 3G phone. I don't have a cell phone anymore, believe it or not. And How I do you do survive? I know, right? I use my computer. <laughs> I use my computer. I have a landline. As you have well, a landline? Yeah, I do landline stuff. People call but like me. if you and so when you go out, you just like just kind of right? <laughs> you get yeah. lost a lot. No, nah, I got maps and stuff, but I don't really live in the city. Um, Garmin GPS, I would get that on my, um, it doesn't have radiation. I would get that. So to learn about radiation, people can get like an EMF meter and see what kind of stuff they're dealing with in their house. And you'd be surprised, like if the Wi-Fi router is in the other room, you're not getting fried, you know, and you, if you mitigate it, you're not surrounded by it. Um, to answer your question, people adapt. Okay. You give you give 100 people a 5G phone, like Verizon 5G, which is high band, which is like interacting with every phone and the carrier wave can only send the signal like 500 feet. It's like really strong signal. It can't go very far. So you give 100 women that 5G phone and they're pregnant and it's cranking, you know, maybe half have a miscarriage, right? And then the other one- That's ones, a lot though. That's- yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, but i'm say, saying that not everybody is going to um people adapt and and on the strong survive right you know what i mean uh, and i'm saying like 5g when it's turned on turned on which is like the the real 5g is like a carrier wave that's literally like a millimeter in size which is the width of a penny a penny is a millimeter and a half and this signal is bouncing off of everything like and it's just, and it's got um, self-driving cars on the network and everything, but it's got not just the phones, but like the refrigerators, the smart meter, like everything is is propagating the signal because it has to. And, and the Internet of Things, everything has to propagate the signal because it can't go very far, and it needs all these nodes repeating the signal. And then one of those nodes is in your pocket, and when that's happening, that's that's such a strong soup that you're in. And it has to be just like in the city. Like you can't really have that in rural America. Right. That's why they want to push everyone in the city to control. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering this, but we have a question from um, one of the supporters, AK, but, and I don't know if there's any relation, but like is, is, is cause there's probably going to be a 6G and onwards. Well, they, they like is, is does it going to get worse or like. They talk about 6G, 7G. I've heard the words 10G and all this stuff from my research from what i can gather those are all just words and so is 5g 5g is just a word but like the um so here's the deal they the technology came from this thing called the active denial system ads you can find this all over the internet and the active denial system was created um to make an invisible frequency fence to burn insurgents in um, iraq and afghanistan so what it looks like is a cell tower on a humvee and they turn this thing on and it's got this invisible frequency that's a millimeter and then if you come within range and you walk into this zone the frequency absorbs and it hits right in your skin cells in your nerves and it burns you it feels like burning and you fall down on the ground like it basically burns you from the inside out or at least feels yeah. like that yeah okay. from the inside out like hits your nerves what is that called sorry the active denial system ads so this is where this millimeter sized wave technology came from. It's a weapon, it's weaponized technology. So they took that and they're like, okay, we're gonna tweak it so that it's not hitting the nerves. 
<laughs> but we're going to now put data on it and, 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 and put it everywhere. But it absorbs still into everything, and it's, it's a millimeter size carrier wave, but just not the exact same size and resonance where it hits your nerves and is actually a weapon. But that carrier wave at that size, I mean, that's as that's as crazy as they they can get, as far as I'm concerned. Like anything crazier would be like actually using real light waves. I mean, they can make smaller and smaller, you know, waves. But this this system to propagate a high band 5G system, to have this network in place, to really do it, it would take so much infrastructure and time and energy. And then you'd have your self-driving cars and automated automatons and all this stuff. Like anything more would just be branding. Yeah. You know, 6G, 10G, whatever. So basically you, at this point, you're just like anybody who lives in a city is not, not going to do well in all of this. I can't imagine. No. Yeah. No, I, I would be, I would be like, if I lived in the city, which I do not, I would be considering my options at this point. Um, most cities have these 5g small cells, like on every street corner. And then everyone has a mobile node in their pocket, which is a 5g phone. And I mean, I've experienced like the craziest stuff. So this is not Look, I'm not trying to sell my, my, my stuff. Let me just explain what, what's happened over the past couple of years. I have these phone bags, blackout phone bags. You put your phone in this blackout phone bag. You don't get any service. Like the phone is killed inside the bag. Doesn't ring, no text messages, anything. So I sold these phone bags like crazy because it's my company. And then right in March, 2020, when everyone got locked down, the, f- the phones just got cranked up, all of them. Every last phone got cranked up, bro. And what do you started, mean by cranked up? They were um, had such a strong signal that they're all just ringing right through my phone bags. Every last one of them. Like people had all these phone bags where their phone is at their nightstand and won't ring through the phone bag. It's like a blackout bag, you know? Yeah. You know, and they're made with like a layer of copper and silver or whatever. And then in nickel, people use nickel, whatever. But they stopped working. So I had to make them double layered. And then, and this is specifically March 2020 is when this March 2020, and then they worked for like a year. And then when Omicron came out, no joke, they stopped working again. The double layered ones, so I had to improvise, improvise, and make another triple layered one. And then those worked for a while, but now they have the smartphones literally ringing through the Wi-Fi routers. Yeah, they go through Wi-Fi routers now, so they don't have to go very far. So they're even stronger signals, shorter distance. And so I've had to like, I'm on version like 5.0 of my phone bags because the phones just keep emitting more and more radiation, more than the industry had ever seen. Like no one ever thought that I'd have to make anything more than this. Like, like these people were making these phone bags for like 20 years and they're fine up until March, 2020. And then they just didn't even work. And I mean, I got screwed. I got all this inventory of phone bags that don't work. <laughs> but so, so you, and so you've changed, you've now changed them essentially to like five you- times I've changed them. And now I have these phone bags that are two layers of this thick, um, soft copper. Yeah. Blended, blended with nickel. So it's this copper nickel blend and a layer of this thick silver. So it's three layers, Great. three metals. And now and nothing's, nothing's getting through and, and, and it now works, but it's like, I've been watching it happened and i would not want to be in a city during all this like they're like all these phones because what 5g is is all the phones work together in this mesh system to push the signal to the cell tower so it's like 
So say there's a cell tower a mile away. Your 5G phone can only push the signal like a few hundred feet to the next phone. And then they get all the signal from everyone around. They push it to the next phone and they just keep pushing it on and on and on until it can get to that cell tower. 4G, it just goes and finds the phone. Right, right. But it's, it's, not, it's not like hammering like everyone's stuff. That means like everybody's data is going through your pocket. Yeah, not just your data. Like kind of like a black, kind of like how uh, BlackBerry was. All right, we got we got a call. One one second, please. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, Danny. Hey, what's up? One second while I patch you through, and you are on with Matt, who is speaking. Hey, hey, Danny. Matt, this is Chris. What's going on, brother? So, hi, Chris. Where you at? Uh, I'm over here in California. Where? Um, uh, I'm over in Sacramento. Sweet. Our our great capital of the great state of California. Um, what I like to do is I call in every now and then because I, I hear a lot of researchers like yourself. You know, I do a lot of esoteric and um, encoding on predictive programming numbers and things like that. And uh, a thing about 5G that a lot of people overlook. Um, is is what actually 5G looks like. So when you write out 5G, it looks like 5, 6, right? A G looks like 6? Yeah, it could. It could. Uh, I guess okay, a, so, okay, a capital so, G. <laughs> Matt, Matt's doing it, but a capital well, yeah, G. When, when, yeah, when you, when, you, when you see the 5G in a, in a thing, it says 5G. It's always a capital G. So that, that's 56. And when we talk about the Vase, I know, Matt, you probably know a lot of the Vase. But one of the big days that I get into is always the Jesuit order. Mm-hmm. And Society of Jesus is the 56. When you write out Society of Jesus, it equals 56. Mm. When you write out mind control, it equals 56. So 5G ultimately is their end game for complete mind control. Um, that's why a lot of it was implemented during coronavirus, which you want to guess what it equals, 56. Mm. So the 5G is is... I, like I said, I like to look at esoteric stuff. Here's another funny thing. Toilet paper equals 56, too. And what was the one <laughs> thing that told us all to go get at the beginning? Literally, toilet paper, mind control, match up in all the ciphers. I mean, literally identical, all four of them. But I, I digress. Um, so the days that I like to talk about is the Society of Jesus. So something you might want to look into is just seeing some of the, the esoteric stuff behind what they're doing. And 5G is the ultimate goal because 56 is their number. So this is here to stay. And whatever it's going to be doing, it's, it's definitely nefarious. So you don't think there's going to be a 6G, crit? Like there's a 6G kind of? Although I guess the 6G is then it's what, it's 66 and then I'm sure. I don't, I don't think, I truly don't think so because they spent so much money and time building all these 5G towers. So... I mean, eventually down the line, but the start of it, the start of this whole thing, which all 5G really kicked off, you know, during Corona, um, all this stuff just happens to line up perfectly. Um, and just another thing real quick, do, uh, Matt, do you know about Operation Popeye? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, yeah, so Operation Popeye was the chemical geoengineering in Vietnam, which Is they you- were controlling the weather. And this is... This is not even like conspiracy. I mean, you can literally look it up and see Operation Popeye. And so, I mean, they've been doing this and telling us they've been doing it forever. I mean, and the fact that they're controlling the monsoons is another funny thing, which I do. 
1967 is when Operation Popeye started. And a funny thing, the movie, The Son of Godzilla, came out in 67, and the plot is scientists controlling the weather, and they end up controlling the weather to kill one of the villains for Godzilla. And this comes out the same year that the military literally implements changing the weather to take out their enemies in Vietnam. So they predict the program. They do all this stuff. They let us know. They've been saying they've been controlling the weather since 52. I mean, CIA has documents on this stuff. So anyone who doesn't believe in this is just like, you, just have to, you can just type in two or three things and, and you'll be able to see what they're up to. They don't even hide it. Um, Chris, I made a really good documentary, Franken Skies, and it, it goes over the uh, uh, Agent Orange and the um, flooding, the monsoon flooding. of And the monsoons. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, definitely going to peep, man. I, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, frankenskies.com. It's a, it's a chronological historical timeline. So um, to go off what you were saying, um, yeah. Oh, so here's the deal. 5G is a millimeter size carrier wave. So, so millimeters like this. So right. when you're a fetus in your mom's belly, I'm pretty sure like this is like the, this is what they're targeting. Like the little babies when they're this big, or maybe this Absolutely. is how big ovaries are, or like when you're developing, like this is the perfect size that'll absorb into us and, and wreak havoc on our little things that are one millimeter in size. And what are the size um, ovaries when they're developing, um, fetuses when they're developing. And I don't think 60 or anything else needs to do anything like this. Like, like when they can decimate the population and get everyone wigged out about, um, you know, are they going to, is anybody going to live on? Then they can push this whole transhumanism agenda, which is like right. trans, transfer your consciousness and, you know, all that, all that has to rely on 5G. Like you can't have absolutely transhumanism if there's not 5G or singularity if you have, if there's not 5G. While I have you, Chris, um, I was tripping the yeah. other day on, I, I mean, like I'm, I totally like, this is my life, you know, so I'm like in the sauna, just like thinking about this random nonsense, the world. Yeah, hey, I know how it goes, man. <laughs> and so what about Pride Month? So it's P-R-I, which it's, you can break it, P-R-I, and I want to know the number, what that is, if you can do it for me, but P-R-I, and then demon, and then T-H, like theta, or, or T-H has a, you know, different, different words, but if you break down. So, pride, so you want to know what, what pride month would equal and what demon would equal? No, just what, what Pride Month is equal, and have you ever broken down that word? Like, it's pretty fascinating if you break down. Um, I haven't. I, I haven't. I mean, I obviously know what what they're pushing in certain agendas. I, I definitely know that. Um, I haven't really broken down. Is it a 56? Um, I want to know if it's a 56. <laughs> Can we find out? Can I, you I do it quickly? You. Can you find out okay, so, uh, Pride Month's a 56? You don't have like a app? Uh, it's not. It, 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 it's not fifty six. Um, um, Pride has a fifty two, and fifty two has something. But I, I'm sure if you look into like, I can tell you how they're doing with the transgender though, because transgender equals fifty three. And anytime you see like Elliot Page came out on a day with fifty three, the first transgender person celebrity died on three five born on five three i mean so anytime you see like a headline like a um 
Dave Chappelle, when he was attacked on stage for his uh, trans joke, was attacked, attacked on May 3rd, 5-3. Interesting. So anytime you see a 5-3, you're going to see, you're going to see the, the transgender agenda right behind it. Which is I mean, all literally everything. It's all transhuman agenda, What's, really. All this, like, all this, like, let me be what I want to be. And all you, you think that's all just kind of slope. ushering in the slippery slope of just the transhumanism stuff? Yeah, that's, Elon Musk. Yeah, do, and, do as thou well. Do as thou well, Aleister Crowley, of course. It's it's all going to come back to esoteric stuff, which, and transgender really breaks down for to the Baphomet, which is the DT with both sexes that Aleister Crowley, a lot of the high level. Satanists, they that's their deity that they they worship they want you know 201 is the big number with them as well first there was two genders now there's no genders then there's gonna be one gender mm-hmm. just like there was two towers then there was no towers then there was one tower so and today's actually the 201st day of the year so let, let's see what happens or today leaves 201 days so let's see what happens today so yeah i mean I, what do you mean, I, what, I, what do you mean what's happens today what's gonna happen today I mean, you you never know. I mean, there's only like an hour. And, what do you mean? There's only like an hour and forty minutes left. <laughs> you say I. You always say like it can't predict stuff. It can because that's one of to my own horn. I picked my horse this week who won the Belmont Stakes by the numbers. Really, that was a ten to one long shot. So, of course, and I could tell you exactly why. I mean, the hundred sixty first day of the year. Yeah, trainer got his hundred sixty first win of the year. Boom! There's a ten to one. Paid out big. Pulled everyone to get on it. So you can you can see things you can see things that happen in the future, but they, their their plan is so big, it's hard to just pinpoint. Yes, it's easier to look after the fact, but anytime I see like certain numbers, like talking about the trans agenda, I see a fifty three. I know it's by the numbers, and I know they're doing it for this con- confusion. Like I said, first there's two genders, then they say there's no genders, then it's going to come to one gender. But Chris, why it's witchcraft? Why do they do all this like cryptic num- new numbers thing? Because they're putting a spell it, it, on everyone. It's 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 spell when, when you put words together, you're spelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's in the words. Everything is in the words, and I mean, everything math is everything. And people, I know people in the comments and the chats always get mad when I call in because they think it's a, a lot of horse horse manure. <laughs> but uh, it's everything. I mean, math is everything. Chris, I enjoy your math. calls. Everywhere's just, math. Just... Just for the record, I do enjoy. No, I know. <laughs> no, of course. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to take up too much time. But, yes, it is ultimately spelling. Mm. You know, when you when you dig deep into the occult and the cabal and everything that all this ancient Freemasonry, they all talk about this. You're talking about Bill Cooper, you know, uh, Manly P. Hall. You know, all these people talked about exactly what I'm talking about. And this was a long time ago. Bill Cooper, not so long ago, but. Yeah, it's all esoteric knowledge that goes back to a time that we know nothing about. So, something to look at with that 5G, brother. I'm definitely going to check out Frankenskies, 100%. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of All right, Danny. All right, Matt. Have have a good one, brother. Later. See you. Uh, Speaking of the Jesuits and Bill Cooper, he wrote this book, uh, Behold a Pale Horse, and you can't hardly find the version. Um, It's like a few hundred bucks on eBay. Um, There's a version. Uh, that has a chapter that was removed on the Jesuits. He like really? breaks down all the stuff. He talks about there's going to be an alien invasion, fake one to usher in a new world order. He talks about a lot of stuff in this book, but the real copies got scrubbed and they reprinted it. Is there any kind of, I was meaning to ask this earlier. Um, is there any kind of like chemtrail overlap with, we, we had this guy flat earth Dave on uh, a couple months ago. Is there any sort of overlap there? 
Like, are, do do any well, tr- truth is a frequency? All truths are equal. Um, like, if you resonate with non-truths like lies, then you become foolable and you start to you you like. I think we're spiritual beings, right? I mean, I know we're spiritual beings. So here's the deal: like, we're creator gods, basically. Like, all of us are like in this like holographic reality where we are like creating this. We don't even realize it but we're like the creators and we're being like tricked into creating our own demise. It seems and it's like holographic reality. So the deal is, is we can't come into our full powers, essentially our fullest potential, like our spiritual destiny or whatever. We can't come into our full powers. There's like a backstop mechanism because how could we be like creator gods if we're resonating with lies and falsehoods, right? So as we, fully resonate with all truths and all truths are equal then we can like start to resonate with higher truth and come into things like understanding of the akashic and dismantling the ego and understanding the astral because we have an astral body and that astral body once we learn how to control it and and you know transcend time and space (laughs) but it's 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 the real deal so in the end um there's that but like uh does one like prove the other or something like that i just meant like the overlap in the communities of them because like the flat earth community is like they have this app and like they have meetups and like they're they're very much like it's um they're hardcore the chemtrail community is not as hardcore as the flat earth yeah that's what i mean like it like it doesn't seem like they have the the same cross like we don't have like hardcore meetups like that and then we don't like have a uh, cross group meetups either. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they're but, you're not, you're not united in the chemtrail community. The same. But way. I mean, if you're a flat earther, you're definitely on board with the chemtrails. I would say. Right. But our chemtrails, are you on board with flat earth? No, a lot of people tell me that I'm, um, if I talk about, Oh, space is BS or look at this y'all or we're not spinning, obviously y'all and all this stuff. People always say, Matt, you're taking away from the message, which is chemtrails are real. And I'm like, no, we're all inclusive here. And I'm not going to just be the flat earther and fucking put myself in that box. But I will, you know, bring the truth to people, which is NASA lies, y'all. Give me a break. (laughs) Everyone needs to know that, you know, like I offered on my Facebook. So I got 70,000 followers on Facebook. And the other day I was like $1,000 to the first person cash. Yeah. The first person this sends me a photo of Earth, one photograph. Should yeah, easy, right. Had like hundreds of comments, but not. Aren't there person. photographs though, or you're just saying those are? No, not? they're they're uh, CGI images, but there's not a photograph of Earth. Right. And you would think that in all the space trips and all the satellites and the Hubble space telescope and all this BS that they would have snapped a photograph. But no, there's like computer composite imagery and all these things, but there's not a photo. There's no, like like, the lies are so deep. And if you start to really grasp it and all the witchcraft that's going on, it's like, whoa, they really pull all that off. And like, like even just the Starbucks logo, like by consenting to that and sipping that little beverage, all these little slaves, mental slaves are consenting to this like 
witchcraft. The Starbucks logo is like deep occult freaking witchcraft. You don't know that. You're just getting tricked. But why would they trick the people so bad? It's because they're that powerful, man. They have to have them all wrapped up and doing their bidding. And a lot of these other things that seem completely like crazy, they're actually more real than not. But we've been programmed to to completely think it's just nuts. But yeah, no, there's no photos of Earth. Huh. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. You, you thousand gotta, bucks. <laughs> thousand bucks. Anybody go over to his Facebook. If you have a photo of the earth, thousand dollars. What, what do you need um, the photo to? Because there must be, I'm sure many people flooded your Facebook with photos of the earth. They send me pictures of dirt and they're like, oh, there's the earth, bro. I'm like, yo, I said from a picture of the full earth from space, you know. Yeah. Um, no, it's just got to be. Um, a photo but I'm saying that. nobody sent a photo of the Earth from space, like from uh, the space station or any of that stuff. Correct. The, nobody. No, those, I, no, like the the space station is like this this little like BS. Like that's not the globe, the whole Earth, the whole Earth. There's no there's no image of the a whole Earth. There's BS computer composite photos that all look different, and they're all CGI like animation basically computer graphic imagery there's not a single photo yeah believe it or not i can i challenge everyone out there that's why the challenge exists because it blows your mind interesting um just saying all right don't you, kill you, the messenger you gotta get out of here is that is that correct it's 10 it's 10 30 yeah i gotta split soon you gotta split okay um tell people where they can find you then and we'll uh we'll wrap this bad boy up oh well that was a nice conversation man. yeah yeah thank I you for coming on i i appreciate I it i hope that we can a, do it again sometime yeah absolutely that was a fun chat and that was great cool you got some cool callers and that means that you're a cool person thank you because you know um i have a website actual activists plural and that's my baby and um i want to put your um this show on there um, Absolutely, I'll send you the the YouTube. Like, you're not really on. I tried to find some stuff for you on YouTube. You're you're kind <laughs> of a, kind of I a totally go. Did you get pulled. booted? Did you get booted off of there? Yeah, I had an awesome channel, and my movie was all over the place. And come COVID, I got erased, boy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. And you're not on Rumble or anything. Shout out to all the people out. watching on Rumble right now. Actually, yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. I've been on over 600 shows. I just did my sixth appearance on Coast to Coast. Um, I'm I do I'm on all the platforms BitChute, Odyssey all these things um, TikTok Telegram Facebook Instagram I'm on everything but I do get freaking shadow banned and banned and censored and all those good things but please check out my websites S-P-E-R-O gear spirogear.com um, on Instagram I'm actual activists on the website actualactivists.com frankenskies.com um, what am I missing? Frankenskies2.com because I'm working on a sequel to uh, Frankenskies 2 Climate Chains, like shackles. I'm going to go to London. What, what about Frankenstein's Frankenskies 2 Electric Boogaloo? Would you consider that as a title? I'll keep it in the back. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I appreciate any, any ideas and feedback. And, and, and so then, you're currently working on that? Yeah, I'd like to come out with it next year. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, so you can maybe uh, when it when it's out, you can come back on for your little press tour. Yeah, that would be great. And um, please uh, don't be a stranger. Email me if you like frankenskies at gmail.com, Matt Landman on Facebook, and I'm um, I'm out there if anybody wants to you know be a friend. Cool. All right, Matt. Thank you uh, for coming on. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, we'll we'll talk soon. 
Thanks, man. Thank you, Danny. Have a nice night. You too. Take care. All right, everybody. That was Matt. Uh, that was a fun show. By the way, shout out to Fran uh, with the super chats. I, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, unfortunately, Matt had to leave a little early, so uh, we didn't get we didn't get quite the full show. But we're gonna start up the after show. So the after show. Here's my little. I don't know if it's weird that this is an empty box. Doesn't matter. The after show. I'm gonna start the after show at 10:40. Five. We're going to start it a little early just because we're done a little early. So head on over. Uh, the link is on still on my channel. Uh, head on over there. I'm going to fire up the link right when I get off right now. And then I will come on at 1045. It's the after show. I'm going to be giving away some channel memberships. I am. We're going to be watching some videos. We're going to hang. Uh, it's going to be the true uh, low value mail copyright claim after show happy hour experience. Uh, thanks very much, everybody, for joining me. As mentioned, uh, I there might be a bathhouse tomorrow. There might not. I don't know. Uh, it's not important though. I mean, it is important, but you know what I mean. You you'll catch it. Just go just go over to the other link. I'll, I will see all of you there. Uh, very shortly for the after show. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Have a good one.